And welcome to episode number 24 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fitoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at P Fitoff. Again, that's at P as in Paul, T as in Tom, H-I, T as in Tom again, O-F-F, Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to my Twitter account. And episode 24 is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Again, that's DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Again, that's DSP200. And bet sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at betus.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, betus.com. So real quick, I, as I mentioned, my Twitter account, at PFitoff, there was some updates. And let me go to that real quick as I look on my iPad here. And I didn't mention it during last episode, episode 23, but we had some bad recruiting news. I mean, it's not awful, but as you know, with a the record that a lot of people weren't expecting, we were going to start losing some recruits. From what I heard for this person, though, it seems like just... He'd be homesick too much. Who knows if that's actually the truth. But four-star offensive lineman Elijah Page decommits from Notre Dame. This was on September the 22nd. So, again, great offensive lineman, four-star. He's – I'm trying to think, where is he out of? Because everybody's projecting him to go to – oh, that's why. He's he's from Phoenix, Arizona. Elijah Page, offensive lineman, four-star. And other suitors include Arizona, Arizona State, Auburn, Michigan State, Miami, Michigan, Ole Miss, Oregon, Penn State, blah, 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 blah. USC is up there, too. He's probably going to USC. Let's just put it that way. Whether he's going to be homesick or not, you know, USC, they're currently ranked, I believe it's, I think they're up to seven now, and they're undefeated. And Lincoln Riley is doing really good especially just bringing in transfers. But again, it's looking like he's going to USC. But anyway, uh, you know, good luck to him. But this isn't surprising with the record being the way it is so far this year. And this was when we were actually one and two before we won that game against North Carolina. He may, you know, come back to Notre Dame, but I highly doubt it. But again, Elijah Page, no longer a commitment for the 2023 class at Notre Dame. So for episode 24, Again, when you see this episode, it's probably going to be the week of the actual game. I'm doing this a little bit early. I'm pretty busy next week. And two, we're off this week. We have a bye, but BYU does not. So I want to kind of analyze this for them playing four games and Notre Dame playing four games. So they're going to have an extra game under their belt because they play Utah State on Thursday because I'm looking at their schedule here. They play Utah State. This Thursday, so again, they'll have a one game, an extra game under their belt. So I want to look at their statistics equally here. And again, like I said, I'm going to be preoccupied next week. And if anything changes with my prediction or anything, just Notre Dame news, I may just do a little uh, snippet on my phone and have Tim cut it that way. So you'll be at least updated. But again, this is being pre-recorded during the week of our bye week, but you're going to see it the week of the actual uh, the actual game. At least that's the plan. We'll see what Tim wants to do, but again, subject to change. But anyway, 
So if we look at this, and the thing is, too, I was surprised defensively how solid BYU is right now. I know they haven't played the greatest schedule at this point. Well, they have played Baylor and Oregon, but they got rocked by Oregon, but they did beat Baylor. So let's just look at their schedule so far. Uh, they beat South Florida 50-21, to 21, no issues there. They won double overtime against Baylor 26-20, to 20, so that's a pretty good win, even though Baylor's somewhat down this year, but that's Baylor's only loss so far. And then Oregon, that was at Oregon. They got shellacked 41 to 20. And then they beat Wyoming this past Saturday night, 38 to 24. So we just look at their individual statistics here. Uh, Jaron Hall, who took over for Zach Wilson, who had that great year two years ago. He's with the New York Jets now, but he's currently hurt. And Joe Flacco, the aging Joe Flacco, that is, has taken his spot against the, with the New York Jets right now. But again, Jar Jaron Hall is his name. He currently, great stats right here. He's at 130, 103 out of 104, 103 completions against 144 attempts. Sorry for getting tongue-tied there. For uh, 1,164 yards, he's got nine touchdowns to one interception. Now Drew Pine is our leading passer because he's played enough now, and his stats have taken over for Tyler Buckner. Drew? Solid stats so far, 44 out of 63 for 459 yards for pretty much just playing two, two games as a starter. Six touchdowns and one interception, so not bad there, Drew. And then Christopher Brooks is their leading rusher, 38 carries for 204 yards, three touchdowns. And then Aldrich Estime had that great game this past uh, Saturday, 54 carries, for 264 yards and four touchdowns. So he has more carries, but more yards and more touchdowns to Christopher Brooks, their leading rusher. And then receiving, I never knew there was, I always thought Keanu was just Keanu Reeves. That's the only name I've ever, or person I've known to have that name. Their leading receiver is a Keanu as well. As well. Keanu Hill, 14 receptions for 283 yards, three TDs, and then Michael Mayer, and actually, Keanu is an actual wide receiver. Our leading receiver is a tight end. I'd like to see that flipped a little bit because we got to get our receivers more involved. Hopefully, Lorenzo Styles and Braden Lindsey. Pretty even there, except for the quarterback. But again, Drew's only played two, two games so far. Points per game, BYU is averaging 33.5 points per game to our 25 points per game. Again, we're slowly getting that average up. I want to see that keep going up. Points allowed per game, BYU has allowed 26.5 points per game. Their defense, we have allowed 24 points per game. So I, I was expecting that to be wider, but BYU's defense isn't – it's been pretty solid so far. But, again, the competition hasn't been that great either. So yards passing, BYU averages 295 or 296.5 uh, yards per game. Rushing, 161 uh, yards per game. And then for passing Notre Dame, this is gradually getting better again. 209.3 passing yards per game. And then rushing, that really got better this past weekend. We're averaging 160.0 uh, yards per game. So again, if you look at total yards-wise, again, they're, they're, they're really a lot better when I was passing so far. But again, Drew Pine has only had two games to really get going so far. So total yards, they averaged 457.5 yards per game. We averaged 369.3 yards per game. But again, that rushing yards, 
pretty even, 161 for them and then 160 for Notre Dame. But again, we've only had one solid game rushing the ball, and that was last week against North Carolina. So hopefully we can uh, keep getting better at that and make that be a solid foundation to get better from the North Carolina game to just keep improving. So piggyback off that, that's the word I'm looking for, piggyback off that North Carolina win to really to consistently increase that rushing uh, attack. And then yards allowed, so this is the defensive statistics. Passy, they allow 321.3 yards per game, and we allow 355.8 yards per game. But again, a lot of that was prior to the North Carolina game where we really uh, tightened up the ship, especially with the rushing game. So I want to see that that rushing average keep going down for our defense because I think our stats are a little inflated there because we are so – take away OSU, well, even that, pretty much – the first three games, we it got better with the Cal game, but with Marshall and OSU, the defensive line did not did not hold the uh, the rushing attack for the opposing team the way they should have. But that looks like to be gradually getting better after the North since the North. Well, the North Carolina game, we we got to see going forward. So, so again, passing yards per game, they allow one hundred seventy two point five yards per game. We allow 213.3 yards per game. So they have a better passing defense than us. And then rushing yards, they're giving up 148.8 yards per game. We're giving up 142.5 yards per game. So that's not good for them. And again, we're we're getting better with that North Carolina game. The average went down. This is where I think when I saw this stat here, they're giving up hundred more or less 150 yards rushing a game. And if that rushing attack continues to build upon that North Carolina game, we can have some big time success at this game. Uh, again, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but this is the Shamrock Series game. It's a neutral site. It's played at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas where the Raiders play. And again, we are these games that started in 2009. And again, there was a couple years that we didn't play in those games. And with the COVID year, we're 10-0 in the Shamrock Series. Again, neutral site. And I initially I thought because of the way our team has started out the year, I was going to pick BYU. I'm still going to pick BYU. But here's the thing. I know this is kind of a half-ass. Even though I'm going to say, here's my prediction. We'll go off my prediction. But if we were to win, this is the score. Because when I started looking at these stats this morning, it's like, man, they're they're rushing. They got a, a, a better defense than I thought BYU, but the rushing, you know, 150 yards per game. We're finally getting that rushing game going. There's there's points to be scored out there for us right now. And again, Drew Pine's getting more confidence. So having said that, again. Initially, I was going to say BYU regardless because I didn't know how that North Carolina game was going to go. But again, we pretty much played pretty damn good that game. But again, we left some points out there and we had some breakdowns in the secondary. And those were kind of fluky. But this is kind of a somewhat, not a high-powered offense BYU, but they're mostly noted for their offense. And if that happens again, we're behind the eight ball. But again, just this, this the rushing stats defensively for BYU has me a little like, man, we can, we can put up some points again against this team. So 
Having said that, though, I keep saying during these podcasts, the way this season started, the shitstorm, again, shitstorm, I can't say enough about this. Not just a shitstorm. It's like if you go into a rest area, a nasty rest area, and look at the toilet, and I'm not going to get too gross of what I just said, but that's the way this season started. But gradually, that toilet is starting to get a little bit cleaner and clearer. I want it. I want Notre Dame to be a well-oiled machine where that shitty toilet in the rest area is going to be a clear toilet with scrubble bubbles smelling clean. You know what I'm getting at. And also, too, like I said, you got to show me. They showed me in the like Cal went down to the wire, but we did what we had to do to win the game. We look for the most part pretty impressive against UNC. But it always says, you know, things, you know, come in threes, celebrity deaths come in threes. So they always say three times is, is a charm. That's the same thing with this here. You know, if you're a 16 year old kid who's screwing around all the time and finally starting to shape up before you give him or her the keys to the car, it's like, hey, they've met curfew, you know, uh, last Saturday. They met curfew this Saturday. Do we trust them with the keys, you know, this upcoming Saturday? Or do we wait one more time before we give them the keys? That's what I'm trying to say. So, you know, giving, giving the kid, the 16-year-old kid, the 16-year-old kid, the kid, God, why can't I talk today? The 16-year-old kid, the keys to the car on a Saturday night, the third time, and that clean toilet at the rest area. Not the shitty toilet that's real nasty and fly, fly, you know, flies are all over. I want to see the clear toilet with the scrubble bubbles. That's what I want to see. But we're not at that third game yet. If we can do this third game, me, Rob, RPT, I'm going to start picking Notre Dame again. I'll pick them against Clemson because I think we can get on a roll. Remember when I said in the last podcast, OSU 2014, when they beat Michigan State, it pretty much snowballed into the play or into the Big Ten championship, into the playoffs, and then they annihilated Oregon for the national championship. I'm not we're not going to win a national title. But this could propel us to make that run to New Year's Six Bowl. And I would pick us, especially if we win in a dominating fashion. Me And I say two touchdowns. And, that, and that's what I said before. So I'm going to pick BYU because, again, it's not third time is the charm yet. You got to keep showing me. You got to show me. The kids got to show me, you know, the, the son, the daughter. You got to show me you're still responsible, that I can give you the keys on a Saturday night. And also... The toilet's looking a little bit better at the rest area, but it's still a little bit nasty. But if you win this game, I'm seeing a clear toilet and scrubble bubbles. That's what I'm getting at. So I know that's a weird analogy, but I'm, I'm kind of weird the way it is. So, so I'm still picking BYU 28 to 21, but I know this is a shitty thing to do. If Notre Dame were to win, but this is not going to be my prediction, but if we were to win, and keep that train rolling right now, like after the what we did at North Carolina, we win 34 to 20. I don't even think it's that close. I, I see maybe BYU scoring a garbage touchdown at the end, but pretty much in control of the game. But all in all, 34 to 20 if we win the game. So again, I know I'm, I'm kind of being a little shady there, but I'm still picking BYU, but I'm starting to feel a little bit better about this team. I see the toilet getting cleaner, and 
little Jimmy or little Sarah is finally being responsible to get the keys to the car. So it was here. His name is Don LaFontaine, one of the greatest movie preview trailer, whatever you want to call it, announcers. He was the one where in a world where, you know, kind of like that. I know I didn't do it well there, but maybe someday I can do a voiceover or whatever. But, you know, that's my goal with this. Try to get that voice out there. I mean, some people just have a voice. But sometimes you have to, the voice actors I've talked to before, you have to kind of act it out to do actually impressions. It's more or less just acting where you, you know, act out, you know, in a world where no, again, I know I did that bad, but that's what I'm trying to get to that Don LaFontaine status i may not get there but at least a little bit close so again apologies for uh slipping up a little bit there so but at least it was kind of entertaining for you guys and i hope it gave you some chuckles also the um the toilet stories comparing notre dame hopefully you got a chuckle out of that i try to keep this a little bit loose at times as well shamrock series this could be the first loss for notre dame in the shamrock series so again i hope i'm wrong but if I am wrong, I'm definitely going to start picking Notre Dame down the road. Not every game. I mean, you know, you got injuries and stuff like that. But I'm definitely picking them against uh, Clemson. Unless for some reason there's a ton of injuries. You know what I mean? There's just a snowball effect of uh, something negative. I know it's a, a crappy prediction. My real prediction, 28-21 BYU. But if we were to win... And I'm gradually starting to see this team starting to click a little bit. I would say 34 to 20 Notre Dame. But we're going off my 28 to 21. And we're hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong because then we can really start getting on this roll and things are going to start getting interesting with a possible New Year's Six Bowl. Or or just, you know, not the one of those bowls before uh, Christmas or New Year's, you know, the lower tier. You always want to get a bowl. New Year's Day, or just slightly before New Year's Day. So, in any event, thank you for tuning in to episode 24. I may be back for little snippets next week. Uh, if for Tim to put together, it just depends on what happens with Notre Dame and the sports world. But as always, go Irish.